time for seafood news. Welcome to the Seafood News Podcast. This episode of the Seafood News Podcast is brought to you by the fall 2022 issue of Erna Berry's Reporter Magazine. This issue features a great piece from Arnerberry Consulting on what is a recession. It's been a topic of conversation for much of the year, and it's certainly not going away anytime soon. Plus, on the seafood side, we take a look at a season to remember for sockeye salmon, the scallop market under pressure by Ms. Lauren Castiglione. I hear it's New York Times bestseller quality. <laughs> oh my God. As the editor, I can tell you that it's good, it's, <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> anyway, and Ecuador's continued growth in the U.S. shrimp market. Plus, it's got what I think is one of our best covers of all time. So I'm not going to give it away, but if you don't get a physical copy of the magazine in the mail, what are you waiting for? Sign up by visiting earnerberry.com slash reporter. And you can also check out a digital copy of the magazine there as well. I'm Seafood News Managing Editor Amanda Buckle. And I'm Ernaberry Seafood Market Reporter Lauren Castiglione. We've had back-to-back-to-back interviews for the past few weeks, but we've had some major news this past week, so we wanted to shift things back to our normal format. I know, those those, those (laughs) interviews, you missed a great one last week. I know, I'm really upset about that, but we'll make it up for it. Um, So that's right, there is no ignoring Alaska's decision to close the Bristol Bay Red King Crab and Snow Crab season. So Alaska's Department of Fish and Game made the announcement last week that they would be closing the Bering Sea Red King Crab Fishery for a second year in a row. And they also announced that they would be closing the Bering Sea Snow Crab season, which is the first in the history of the North Pacific Council. So both, yeah, seriously. So both are closed. I mean, we kind of had a feeling that this was coming, Um, but uh, both are closed due to conservation concerns amid a warming, more Pacific uh, and rapidly changing ecosystem in the Bering Sea um, than ever before. The snow or paleo crab stocks dropped by 90% between 2019 and 2021. And as CFA News editor Peggy Parker explained, there was no ocean survey done in 2020 due to the pandemic. Uh, But according to NOAA Fisheries, commercial fishermen harvested more than 36.6 million pounds that year. Uh, Last year, with the shocking survey numbers, the tack was lowered to 5 million pounds and the fleet had a hard time harvesting that amount. So there is no clear reason what happened to the snow crab, uh, but hypotheses include increasing predation of Pacific cod on juvenile snow crab, uh, disease, stress, the cumulative effects of climate change and observed mortalities, um, or they moved away from the survey area. Um, I think at one point there was even a joke that maybe like aliens were somehow involved and just like <laughs> throwing out sucked them out. You know? And it's, I mean, it's not really funny when it's impacting fishermen who rely on these seasons, but um, it, it is pretty crazy that there is like no clear answer. Um, so that they're just taking guesses here. Absolutely. So Bristol Bay Red King Red Kings have been on a steady decline for 15 years. Like all Bering Sea crab fisheries, the Bristol Bay Red King crab fishery is rationalized, a gold standard type of management that issues quota and assigns tack based on the model results of annual survey data. The model, however, is not perfect, and many scientists who use the model acknowledge that enough problems exist with it to be cautionary in catch limits. The Alaska Department of Fish and Game said in their statements regarding the closure of the fishery that management of Bristol Bay Red King Crab and of Bering Sea Snow Crab must now focus on conservation and rebuilding given the uh, condition of the stock. With crab industry input, ADF&G will continue to evaluate uh, options for rebuilding, 
including potential for sustainably fishing during periods of low abundance. This will allow ADF&G to work on issues related to state and federal co-management observer coverage, discard mortality, and fishery viability. So public testimony and a motion from the industry advisory panel to the council call for urgent action in the short term that would close sensitive areas for king crab during their mating and molting cycle from all gear or from gear that would be most damaging to their habitat during a time when most crab are defenseless and immobile. Uh, they suggested fall or winter pot surveys that would have a smaller footprint than the trawl survey, uh, survey and would monitor crab where they are during the commercial season. Uh, tagging studies using a variety of tags with deep in scientists' uh, understanding of where the crab move in their lifetime. And much of this work could be done using the crab fleet as scientific platforms. Um, so it would help address a growing problem of increased workload and decreased staff that was discussed at length during, uh, throughout the 10-day council meeting. It was a long but the council took no action to expand the closure of the Bristol Bay Red King Crab uh, Savings Area to other gear types or to amend any of the bycatch limits on the vulnerable stocks. So Deputy Commissioner of ADFNG, Rachel Baker, introduced a motion that identifies both stocks as a priority conservation concern. To address it, the council promised to review an analysis of the Alaska Bering Sea Crabbers emergency order request to the Secretary of Commerce to keep pelagic trawl, pot and hook line fisheries out of the Red King Crab Savings Area and sub-area at the December 2022 meeting. That could result in rulemaking. Baker herself offered to work with industry and managers on ways all sectors can avoid Bristol Bay, Red King Crab, and Eastern Bering Sea Snow Crab in the non-directed fisheries and present a work paper in December to help the council take action. So to continue with the doom and gloom, because why not? Um, (laughs) The Monterey Bay Aquarium is maintaining their red rating for all Canadian and U.S. lobster fisheries. Uh, The main delegation made up of Senator Susan Collins, Congressman Jared Golden, Senator Angus uh, King, um, Congresswoman Shelley Pingree, and Governor Janet Mills sent the Monterey Bay Aquarium's Board of Trustees a request to reverse the Seafood Watch Red List rating, which was announced last month. Um, Monterey Bay Aquarium Executive Director Julie Packard and Vice President of Global Ocean Conservation Jennifer Dianto Kimberly issued their response uh, last week, writing that while they appreciate the attention and technical input on the matter, they will not be changing the rating for U.S. Lobster. The letter from the Monterey Bay Aquarium explains that in assessing the American lobster trap, pot fishery, Seafood Watch reviewed all publicly available data, including the latest government stock assessments, peer-reviewed science, and all state and federal management measures. <laughs> Taken together, the information showed current measures do not go far enough to meet the legal requirements of the Endangered Species Act and the Marine Mammal Protection Act. Specifically, NOAA determined that current Canadian and U.S. approaches would allow impacts from fishing entanglement to continue at levels at least five times higher and the North Atlantic right whale population could withstand. The letter continues that this conclusion was further supported by a U.S. District Court ruling in July 2022 and the September 8th, 2022 announcement by NOAA Fisheries stating that in order to meet legal requirements, additional risk reduction is needed in all East Coast gillnet and trap pot fisheries regulated under the Atlantic Large Whale Take Reduction Plan. Um, Given these scientific and legal findings, Monterey Bay Aquarium is maintaining um, their red ratings for all Canadian and U.S. fisheries that use gear with vertical lines that risk entanglement with the endangered North Atlantic right whale, including American lobster. Maine Congressman Jaron Golden and Senator Angus King are continuing to stand by Maine lobstermen. 
The politicians previously announced that they will be introducing the red listing Monterey Bay Aquarium Act in the House and Senate. The bill would prohibit federal taxpayer funds from going to the Monterey Bay Aquarium, which has received nearly $197 million in federal taxpayer dollars since 2001. This is like, that's like the ultimate, like, oh, yeah, right? Hold my beer. So uh, at least, at least means means got the support, you know, right, so right. so hopefully we can continue fighting this. Um, and just to lighten up the mood a bit before we go, um, some meal kit companies have recently announced some exciting new partnerships and collaborations. I feel like you always have to jazz things up, you of know? Course. So uh, to start off, Home Chef, a subsidiary of the Kroger Company, is collaborating with television host and best-selling author Rachel Ray for a new line of meal kits. And the best part is that these meal kits will be available across the Kroger family of companies. So the first Rachel Ray Home Chef meal kit, a steakhouse burger with Dijon mushrooms and onions, is already in stores. And more is on the way. Kroger said that new meal kits featuring Rachel Ray recipes will be available each month in more than 1,300 stores across the Kroger family of companies through mid-March. But you don't have to live near a Kroger store to score a Rachel Ray Home Chef uh, meal kit. Rachel Ray's exclusive meals can be found on the Home Chef menu online every week. Users simply have to look for the Rachel Ray recipe badge on the menu. During the week of October 24th, Rachel Ray recipe online is tilapia piccata with lemon spaghetti. Yeah, she had a lot of a lot of chicken options lined up for the rest of the month, but I was excited to see that she has some seafood on there. Yeah, so that's cool. Of course. So Home Chef also features additional seafood options. Some upcoming recipes include a mouth-watering salmon and lemon creme fraiche with steak fries and broccolini. I love broccolini. Just I just like you know. saying it. <laughs> Fiesta shrimp fajita flatbreads with chipotle lime crema and green onions. Sounds delicious. And citrus mojo mahi mahi and fresh tomato salsa with creamy gouda and corn risotto. Wow. Sign me up. Yeah, I think we'll be ordering all of those. And those aren't even Rachel Ray recipes. This was just regular home chef recipes. So those all sound amazing. Yes. Um, I've never, I feel like we talked about this, but I've never done a, a home meal kit. Have you? Really? Yeah. Oh, during the pandemic, I feel like they were each home meal kit was offering like a few yeah. weeks free. Mm -hmm. And so my friends and I would just keep like revolving our, you know, mm -hmm. referral codes to each other. And we were all eating like free for months. Oh, wow. Great. That is really great. Yeah. Not I like it for the companies. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we tried pretty much all of them. Yeah. I, um, I like the idea just because I, I do feel like I, I get into that rut, you know, but, right. um, yeah, I just, for a family of four, and this will, I guess I would probably do the two option because my children right. are, are a pain eating wise, but not actually, I just posted about it on Instagram the other day. My kids are obsessed with Gordon's Pollock fillets. They're fish fillets made with wild I gotta, I gotta pick those up because the pictures that you posted, I was like, they look like they're devouring them. They, so I need to I'm, I'm not even joking because I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old and the one-year-old is, is like a garbage disposal. That kid will like, I mean, she literally will put anything in her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but, not a great, it's not, it's not uh, great, not a great ad, but she, but she like, you know, she like, there's a couple of things that she doesn't like this. She like, she ate right off. My three-year-old is like really the difficult one. She always wants, um, I don't know if you're familiar with pastina. She calls it pasta Nina. Oh yeah. 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 yeah so she's obsessed with pasta Nina. Mm -hmm. Um, but she's at that point now where she'll be like i want pastina so i'll make it and she's like i don't want this oh yeah one of those Every day. yeah it's obnoxious but with with these fish fillets from gorton's this wild Pollock, like i had to feed her the first piece because she's just you know a three-year-old yeah. um Same but as, as soon as she had that first piece the, the plate was empty 
I did was she like, even like did she do ketchup with it or it was she did straight? yeah she does ketchup because yeah. she's a monster but right. um <laughs> right. but uh Sold. it is yeah so so they can have i mean why now i want them like, like i said they can have that while i have my meal kits but i also want them because right. it's good it's, it's just really and it's easy but anyway so but you know those are my yeah those are my easy meals but i want to do something like that that risotto sounded good with it and that's what it i just need that inspiration and that's why i like and you kits. have to temper your expectations because it's great for, you know, inspiration and trying something new, but it's still, you're still chopping. You're still, you know, yeah. doing all the prep work and everything. And I just need the inspiration. I think that's the only thing that I was disappointed with. I was like, I just want to open the bag and like throw things in. <laughs> but up. they were like, no, chop this up, do this, do that. And mm. I was like, this is taking too long. <laughs> I don't want to do the work. Yeah. Um, but another meal kit news because we, <laughs> we stayed good. We didn't get in a tangent for most of this time right. until like 14 minutes in. Anyway, in other meal kit news, uh, no subscription is necessary to purchase Blue Apron meal kits. Um, the company announced last week that they partnered with the uh, Amazon store to make their meal kits available without a customer having to sign up for the service. That's helpful. Yeah, I think so. So um, Josh Friedman, Blue Apron's uh, chief product officer, said that their customers regularly tell them how much they love their meals. And by offering a selection of products in the Amazon store, they're able to provide Amazon customers the opportunity to buy a range of chef-curated meals that will arrive quickly to their door. I, I order everything else on Amazon, so why right. not Why yeah. not this? Not every Blue Apron option will be available through Amazon, but Amazon users will have the opportunity to choose from Blue Apron's new ready-to-cook options, family favorite recipes, and quick heat and eat meals, which appeals right. <laughs> Visiting the Blue Apron page on Amazon allows you to choose a meal for two or a meal for four. Currently, the site is offering meal kits, which feature a combo of garlic chicken, sausage pasta, enchiladas and cheeseburgers. And prices start out at about $49.99 for two servings of each meal for $54.99. Customers can choose to add bread or salad to their meal. Or for $59.99, they can add both bread and salad to the meal. The heat and eat meal options include uh, four single serving microwave meals of chicken alfredo pasta and cheesy truffle pasta or udon noodles. Those boxes retail for $59.99. And Amazon users will also be able to purchase Blue Apron's limited time special occasion boxes on the site including the meal kits holiday options, which are perfect for entertaining. And I'm going to stop you right there because I am not ready to talk about the holidays. It is not even Halloween. It's not. So Let's back it up. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here next week. Bye.